Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another weekly episode of the Unfiltered, Unapologetically Black, Uncensored podcast, Speak to the Mic. I am your host, Marlon Joseph. And here on this show, we like to do three things consistently. One, we like to create content and, and provide information to our Black community that they can apply to their everyday lives. We like to also acknowledge and even bring awareness to the very issues that we deal with on an everyday basis as Black people. And furthermore, we like to give our flowers to our Black men and women who are making uh, immediate impacts in the community as it pertains to moving the culture forward. And so with this month being Physical Health and Wellness Month, I want to make sure that I continue on with the topic uh, by introducing to you guys two members of the founding movement and group, Movers and Paces, which I am uh, somewhat of, uh, I am uh, inconsistent and inactive. You're part, you with us, you with us. <laughs> but I want to make sure I, I give these Black men they're just due because they're doing something very important and, and, and just tremendously well in terms of being able to incorporate our physical health and wellness as it pertains to making sure we're taking better care of ourselves uh, with all the different sprint uh, workout sessions that they oftentimes do. And so um, without further ado, I wanna make sure I introduce these guys properly. So Sean is one of the founding members of Movers and Pacers, as well as this black brother with this really nice tribe called Quest uh, uh, picture in the background. And I do, uh, Mr. Chaos, uh, great to have you guys on this show, man, to uh, definitely speak to what you guys have been doing with this with this group and with this movement. Hey man, thanks for having us. I really appreciate so it. So I think yeah, I'll, I'll let Chaos introduce himself first because my introduction will kind of stem from, you know, his remarks. So Chaos, if you want to introduce yourself first. By all means, brother, go ahead. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, name's Chaos, I'm a, uh, I'm an artist, I'm a, a marketing professional and um, the founder of Movers and Pacers Run Club. Uh, we started in 2013 here in Atlanta, Georgia. And our goal then is the same as it is now, just to encourage the running habit. Uh, for people in the city of Atlanta, try to get people uh, off the couch and uh, off the couch and active. So been around going on uh, eight years. You know, we, we run uh, four times a week uh, right now and all of our runs are free. And it's uh, it's been a beautiful journey. Yeah, I appreciate you being on the show, man. And uh, I definitely appreciate you for that introduction. John, go ahead and introduce yourself. So um, I am one of the, the leaders of the organization and my personal run history just kind of, um, it, it derives from some health issues that I was born with. Um, and then with moving to Atlanta from Mississippi, um, a friend of mine introduced me to Movers and Pacers as just like, you know, a, a run club, run organization. So I said, okay, cool, let me come check it out. And I literally met Chaos on my first run with the group. Uh, I can name it to the date, uh, January 11, 2015. And I'm like running, uh, our regular 5k route and i i'm not even like i think half a mile in and i'm walking and you know somebody comes and pats me on the you know shoulder and chaos is like come on let's let's keep it moving. let's keep moving i'm like oh okay well let me keep going this, you know the man in charge told me to keep running let me keep running um but i said all that to say um i started with a group as a person who wasn't a runner and the group has influenced me so heavily to where running is literally a part of my life now 
Uh, I'm a Chicago marathoner. I've done a lot of different run, uh, run based events where I can go out and tell people like I'm a runner. It's not just something I do. It's a part of who I am because of this organization. So with that, I've taken interest in the things that Moving the Pacers is about and have worked to help uh, kind of elevate and culminate all of that culture to keep the organization growing. Okay, and that, that's a tremendous thing to actually embark on and, and definitely take hold of and, and even go further than where it started, right? So I was, I actually found Movers and Paces personally uh, on Instagram and it, it was through a, a mutual friend that, uh, that did it consistently as well. And so I thought it was pretty intriguing and learning about it. I was like, okay, well, I'm physically fit for the most part. You know, I'm active, I'm in the gym, I play basketball, but I, I definitely want to you know, increase that intensity when it comes to, you know, my everyday workouts and just adding new, new and different things to, to my everyday workouts. And so uh, I do appreciate you for saying that. Now, chaos, I have a question uh, as it pertains to this movement. So how did this, this movement, how did this organization even, how did it come about? How did it start? Yeah. I mean, um, it really came kind of from, from a personal aspect uh, first um you know i say around like 2007 8 uh 9 even you know there was uh in the city of atlanta there was a lot of uh open bar parties that would happen and i would get invited to all of them somehow and i would go to all of them and you know me and my friends would go to all of them and we meet up there and and so there was a lot of drinking uh involved and um, I think late 2008, you know, a good friend of mine passed away. Uh, he had hypertension. And I think when he passed, that kind of became a turning point just to kind of look in the mirror and say, okay, what am I doing every day? Uh, I'm not eating the best. I'm drinking too much, all of these different things. How can I uh, just try to be a little healthier? So I think it started with food, you know, just trying to kind of understand my diet and, and try to eat uh, a little better. And then, you know, it became like trying to work out. I didn't like the gym. You know, I felt like the gym was kind of like too intimidating because you know, I'm not a gym dude and, and you go in there and everybody's grunting and lifting anything. And so it, it wasn't my vibe to be in the gym, but I wanted to uh, find a way to be active. So uh, I started to try to run because I felt like it was the, the easiest thing I could do. I could literally just walk outside of my door and, you know, not have to have any equipment and just, you know, run around the block and uh, you know, at the time, uh, I was living with my cousin, uh, with roommates and I remember, you know, I ran like three blocks and I was winded, you know, I was done. And I came back, came back in the house and, and my cousin was clowning me and just laughing at me. And I was like, what's up? He's like, oh, that's it. You know, that's all you got. And I'm tired. You know, I feel like I did something. He's just clowning me. So that kind of became like some motivation. Like, all right, I got to go harder. You know, I want to get better. Uh, kind of at this running thing. So I started to look around the city for uh, like running groups or, or run clubs, you know, so to speak. And uh, I found a few, you know, in, in different places around the city. And, and as I went out to join, I kind of learned that, uh, you know, a lot of them were, you know, created and, and ran by people who had been running for a lot of years or, or you know, people who have been running across country since they were kids or, or whatever. And uh, it just wasn't a welcoming experience, you know, for somebody who was just trying to kind of get into running. And I remember one time, you know, I went to, to run with a group and they peeled out on me and I didn't know the route that well either. And everybody was just out. Like I couldn't even see anybody anymore in the horizon. And uh, I turned around, man, went back to my car and just like, all right, I'm out. 
and uh, went home. So from that, it was like, yo, there needs to be a place where, you know, people like me who, you know, I'm not, I'm a running novice, you know, at this point, and I want to get into it and I want to get active, but I don't want to run with these people. So uh, th- there has to be another place. And just at the time there wasn't. So I realized that, uh, you know, it wasn't going to exist kind of unless I started it. And uh, so that's kind of where the birth of Movers and Pacers came from. And I started around my birthday. Uh, so that's why we started in November. A lot of people always ask me, why, why would you start when it's cold? Because uh, it was really just my birthday. And, and it was kind of like I want to do something different, you know, starting a, starting a year off. And I just decided that I was going to do it. Didn't know anything about, you know, starting a run club or running a run club. But uh, just pulled the trigger on it and said, I'm going to do it. And reached out to a, a few like-minded individuals and, and peers and invited some folks out. Uh, to our first run and and about like eight people seven to eight people came out and um you know that just kind of started something we started our first run on a Sunday because that was the day everybody could meet up and uh, we've been running on on Sundays for you know eight years later all right that, that's incredible to know that man especially given that you know simplistically so if you think about how simple it is for people who are not gym heads to your point right so they they obviously trying to find ways to you know get in better shape. And so, you know, doing cardio running or jogging or just power walking and things like that, that's something that simply everyone can possibly do. Right. And versus going to the gym and lifting those heavy weights and being, Oh, well, I'm getting safe this way. But the fact that you guys, the fact that you specifically took on this and said, you know what, this is going to be something I'm going to start based on the experience that I had or lack thereof. And I'm thinking, okay, well, Atlanta is a, is a great city to, basically create something like that and have it take on uh, a movement of its own. The fact that it's grown in eight years, how would you, Sean, I want to ask you this question. So how, how would you say the traction has grown when it comes to this organization or, or this movement, like from the eight people that you said you guys started off with till however many people that you guys have now on a consistent basis, just rotating out the different days that you guys, you know, have different, you know, workout events. Um, for me, I think I came I came just after two years of the combination of MP. And the thing that I love is the system that we've kind of created and as well as a community uh, dynamic. So um, I came, um, MP was started, I think it was November of 2013. Mm-hmm. I came right after the one, oh, I came after the one year anniversary. So I came like two years old. Um, and People are coming out. They know what's going on. And it's very, like uh, Chaos said, it's not intimidating. So people are like, oh, even if I've never run before, let me come out here and test, you know, test or see how I do. Even if I walk, it's something that gets people in the, 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 the uh, athletic space where they can try something and they can say that they tried it with us. Um, but we never, we never transition to where it's competitive. Eight years, almost eight years later, it's still non-competitive. We have different subsidiaries, but Movers and Paces itself is still welcoming to anybody. I was telling somebody this earlier at Flagship, uh, uh, actually, you know, you can come out here and walk, or you can come out here and run a sub-five, sub-six-minute pace. Like, we, our spectrum is so grand that everybody is welcome and able to come and do what it is that we do. Yeah. Um, as far as the, the lifespan is concerned, um, Different people come. I was actually at an event, um, a leaders event several years ago in DC. 
another captain and myself, we went up there and we toured this, uh, we toured this facility. We learned a lot about different uh, run companies and cultures across the country. Um, just to see like what we could learn, what we could possibly bring back to Atlanta, what works in other places, uh, what works here, what doesn't work here. And something that a conversation that I had with this one captain, because they're seasonal runners. There are people in other places, you know, people will say, oh, I don't like running in the cold. It's too cold. Or people say, oh, it's too hot. I want to, you know, I want to do Sunday Funday. I want to do brunch. I want to you know, live life. I want to travel. I don't want to run. But uh, I like the conversation I had with him because he put into perspective there's something for everybody and there are different a lot of groups out here that you know they run in the summertime only they run in the spring or they run they run spring through fall in the winter months they they take off but I had this conversation with chaos a few years ago and and he was on board with we keep movers and pacers year round you know we and it, it, it tied to something I learned uh, when I was an undergrad, quality over, uh, over quantity. The quality is always going to bring a quantity of people. So we're not concerned about if it's June 25th, the hottest day of the year, and we have 80, 90 people outside, but it's December or Jan January, because January is colder in Atlanta, January 11th, and it's the coldest day of the year, and we have three, four people. We still have the same quality because we have people who wants to come to us and want to get this work in. So what I love and appreciate is we've we've created um, a year-round situation. And we're seeing that over time, it's like we see our seasonal people. You know, John only runs in the summer, spring, or a spring, summer, maybe fall. Uh, Susan only runs in the fall, winter. Jack only runs in the winter. He's a cold one. I don't know why, but we only see him in the wintertime. But I love that uh, movies and paces has become so versatile to where we get those. We that's how we keep and retain the people that are part of the crew because they know anytime I may fall out of shape or I may move away or I may be I have so much going on with life. I don't have to wait until a season to get back with my people. I can come out on Wednesday. I can come out on Saturday. I can come out on Tuesday. I can come out whenever and they're still there. So I love the fact that chaos has helped me understand with movers and pacers, we're always here. It's not a you, oh, you have to catch us during, you know, business hours or season hours. Movers and pacers will always be available. So people who don't run on the regular, if they need that community, if they need that involvement, they can always find us. Yeah, and the fact that this is a, a, a year long, a year round you know, movement you guys have incorporated, in this, it, it speaks to the very people that you spoke about how some people are seasonal runners, right? For me personally, I, I don't like running in the cold either. I, I'm, I'm one of those- It's, it's a lot of y'all. <laughs> I don't like that because I feel like I'm end up getting sick. And then, but even to that point, right? Running in the cold would definitely keep the weight off because a lot of times the fall and the winter is when you gain the most weight. And right. the in spring is when you lose the most, right? So it's, it's, it's maintaining that consistency throughout in any and every season throughout the year. And the fact that you guys, have incorporated all four seasons of running uh, throughout the year for everyone to be able to run. It, it, it's amazing. And I think that it should be appreciated a lot more, especially given that there are some people who, who are just now starting to get into the rhythm of, of just getting back to working out, especially with this pandemic that's been happening, which leading me to my next question in, in regards to that, because this, this past year has been hell and hot water when it comes to people just trying to create a new normalcy for this, for themselves, whether it be, mm -hmm 
their, their eating habits, whether it be their workout regimens, whether it be just any and everyday life, just living, period. So how is it that, um, well, for you guys, how, how have you guys been able to basically fight off or incorporate ways to still have people safely, you know, uh, be invited to different uh, workout sessions or sprints that you guys have throughout the, throughout the year since this pandemic? Has it been difficult to, you know, get people in or uh, even invite people to these sessions? Or how has it been in comparison to pre-pandemic? I think first and foremost, it's like you got to look at Atlanta and, you know, the way that Atlanta has been, you know, for the past year, you know, the good and, and bad. Yeah. Uh, from since the pandemic started, you know, so for us, this thing started in March, um, you know, March, April, um, I think all the way kind of through May, we were kind of just, you know, promoting uh, virtual running through, uh, through, through a program or whatnot. But, you know, by the time May hit, you know, people were, were nudging, you know, nudging me to say, hey, man, we, we're tired of this virtual thing and we want to get back up in, in person and um, it was kind of a tough decision, um, you know, to make, but at the end of the day, you know, we're crew that's about the people and felt like if the people were ready to get back and, you know, felt like that they could, uh, you know, socially distance and, 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 uh, you know, take all the precautions, personal precautions that they can take, then we would just try it out. So when we came back, you know, the thing we did is we didn't really, uh, we didn't announce, uh, you know, like publicly and stuff where we were running a lot. We just kind of kept it real, real chill, real kind of low key. Um, and then the people who, you know, were ready to, to come out came out, but uh, we didn't lose a lot of steam. You know, when we started running back in May um, and we were kind of moving around uh, the different locations, even, I mean, we were still clocking, you know, our regular uh, crowd uh, on a Sunday. So, um, didn't lose a lot of steam at all. And I think that's, uh, it has nothing to do with us. I think that's just a lot about, you know, it says a lot about just the city and, and how the city has been, you know, restaurants have been open for, for a year. Clubs have been open since, you know, last Memorial Day. And so people have been uh, getting out and getting active and, 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 uh, and making their moves. And I think, you know, it's, it's, this thing is going to come down to a comfortable, a comfortability thing, you know, even going forward. You know, I know people who haven't been out the house in a year, um, you know, and I know people who've been out the house every day. And it, it truly just kind of comes down to, to, to people's comfort zone. Um, but I think for us, uh, I'm just blessed that, you know, we have been able to kind of get through it without any, uh, you know, just major burdens and, and between, you know, the whole crew getting sick or things like that. Like we didn't really have any, um, any, uh, any large scale issues. And, and, you know, luckily nobody has, has, uh, has perished or passed away anything. And, uh, so, you know, that's, that's a blessing within itself. And, and now things are kind of opening more. We're just kind of excited to, uh, continue that, do some more things and uh, pull back some kind of larger running events uh, ideas and, and uh, catch up and, and uh, non-running meeting event ideas we had. So we're just kind of excited to get, get some of that stuff back. Yeah. It's amazing. And I'll, I'll, um, I'm, I'm going to tag on to that and say, um, especially during the height of everything, you know, social gatherings, you know, what was it, t six, ten, or however many saw people coming together, because we're an outdoor fitness group, um, a lot of people 
they can't sustain that motivation on their own. Like, you know, in my living room or in my basement, in my garage, like they, they want or they, they feel like they need that community, you know, encouragement. So the fact that we were able to provide that for them, you know, people still came out, they, they took precautions, but, you know, it was their choosing of coming out and still having that community encouragement of being able to continue whatever the fitness journey was that they were on. Um, so I'm glad that we were able to provide that for them. And I'll even go so far as to say it's like, it, I was one of those people that were hesitant because it's like a societal, you know, what's the society going to think if we're posting group, you know, group photos or, you know, group runs. And it's like, no, everybody says you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. But keeping in mind, you know, you know, we're making sure that everybody's aware we're following guidelines. Are you following guidelines? One. And two, are you personally comfortable with coming into this atmosphere and doing what it is that you need to do? Because we're not, you know, sitting in this, these four walls, you know, in this small container, we're outside. So are you personally comfortable with coming, being with this group of people, but still going and doing your personal thing? Um, whatever it is that you want to accomplish uh, from, from coming out from like a flagship or a sprint night. Um, so I'm glad that we were able to still provide that personal opportunity for people, but also still remain um, the, the, the quorum of what all the guidelines were saying over the last year. Because society is a heavy, heavy, you know, judgment zone. It's a heavy pressure. You know, all, oh, y'all are out running. You know, why, why are there 20 people in the picture? Like, you know, 20 people came, like we stood in this close proximity with mask on or what have you for like five seconds, snapped a photo and then people spread out and did. So it's like, it's one of those, you know, those social things where it's like, you don't see everything that's happening everybody's not congregated. We're not standing, whispering in each other's ears, doing X, Y, Z, one, two, three, all the things that people are, you know, paranoid about. We're literally coming together, making announcements, and everybody's running whatever they want to run um, in this community uh, environment. So I'm glad that, like Chaos said, you know, there haven't been any parishes um, from our group experience, but people have just been very, very cognizant of their personal health as well as the group climate, as far as choosing to be a part of and do, you know, group, uh, group fitness things throughout this entire pandemic, because it has been challenging. It's like, do we risk hosting or, you know, or saying things as a collective? Because who, who assumes that liability? But thankfully, you know, we've been able to successfully do these things and people have continued to benefit from it and nobody has lost or been taken away from throughout the experience. You know, one, one, of, the, one of the biggest advantages that I would say that you guys have is the fact that being here in Atlanta, the CDC is stationed here, right? So it's, it's easy for us to be, that information to be accessible to us when it comes to following those guidelines. The problem with these guidelines has been, it's, it's, it's been entirely too fucking inconsistent when it comes to, okay, doing this one minute and then doing something else and yep. the breath. And it's like having the having these politicians and lawmakers, if you wanna call them that, uh, sit here and politicize this damn pandemic and this virus as if, oh, this is something that, you know, we can just do away with. Like the virus doesn't work that way. And so I, I know to, to the point that you brought up, Sean, about you know the concerns of the public and in courts of public opinion, you have a lot of people who have a lot of a lot of trepidations about doing things in small groups, whether it's inside or outside. Especially given the fact that you know a lot of things had stopped with concerts, 
whether it be in, indoors or outdoors, and people were just taking extra precautions to say, okay, you know what? We're going to postpone that until we get to a better place of containment when it comes to this pandemic. And so the fact that you guys have been able to still within the bubble of your movement, still be able to maintain the protocols and, and the requirements requirements that we all should be following consistently and it, it, it not be any issues speaks to the very things that you guys have been doing responsibly. And so that needs to be committed. And I think that as long as we are taking those precautions, I think it's okay for us to, especially now, even though we're still, we're still in the midst of this shit, you know what I mean? It's, we're not quite at the end yet. You know, I, there's still, there, there's still, there's still a pandemic outside. That's why I tell my friends, there's still a pandemic outside. Come on, man. <laughs> Don't keep jumping this damn gun and thinking, oh, oh, it's good now. And so we, we can do what we, what we used to do. And this, this, we're not quite there yet. I mean, it's a new administration has taken a lot of, you know, extensive uh, uh, precautions as, as it pertains to getting everybody vaccinated. I myself just got vaccinated two days ago. Um, and so I got my first shot, my uh, Moderna shot. And so I, I'm always, you know, if people have trepidations about getting the vaccine, that's on them. All I ask is that you do your research and you know, you know your body better than anybody else knows, it, or, you, or at least you should. And so if you know that you have pre-existing conditions that may trigger off or even exacerbate when it comes to this vaccine, then by all means, don't take it. But don't listen to this nonsensical bullshit that's being put out here saying that, oh, this is the devil's you know, vaccine and we shouldn't be doing this. And they expedited this without doing further research and experiment. Actually, there is no vaccine that's 100%. And a vaccine is not the cure all for in all. I mean, I'm not a medical expert, but I've actually had my cousin, who is one of the top clinical nurse specialists in the state of Georgia on the show to talk about just, just what the vaccine is for, right? It's, it's to help introduce your body to this vaccine so that in the event that you do catch it, your body would not be new to it. And it, it can fight it off a lot better, especially if you are healthy. And so those types of things need to be researched a lot more when it comes to what, what we're doing with our bodies and, and what we're injecting it. I'm going to chime in right there and, and say, um, I actually had a couple of conversations. Um, I know people that work for the FDA. I know, you know, different doctors, uh, nurse practitioners, people that work in healthcare. And I've had plenty of conversations before I got vaccinated myself. And I thought to myself, you know, this must have been what people, like when influenza became a thing, when it was a pandemic, I'm sure this is what everybody thought in the initial, you know, like, oh, you know, scientists or doctors are, are creating this. Does it really work? Yada, yada, yada. Whatever year people are doing what? They're getting flu vaccinations. People get flu, flu, flu vaccinations and still get the flu. Me, I've never been vaccinated. I've also never had the flu. So I understand that argument as well. But when it comes to the whole government aspect of it, I was listening to another, um, another podcast where a lady made a very, very valid point. She said, if it's government-based and they want to know or control all of this stuff that comes down to the person, the government already has that with our, literally what's in my hand right now, my phone. Like, sell you, like, like all of this technology and all of these you know, devices that have been produced and is distributed amongst everybody over the last several years. There are so many chips and, and like I can talk about oh, I want Chipotle tonight. And then I get on Facebook and I'm scrolling. I'll see a Chipotle ad. That's not by happenstance. Absolutely. That's literally controlled by, you know, whoever is above, you know, my realm of thinking. But I think we've gotten so far advanced in technology that I don't think a vaccination is justification for what, when it comes to, this is only when it comes to like government 
you know, control yeah. as far as people are concerned. Like that, that argument falls flat to me because they have created so many other ways that they can tap into us as people other than giving a vaccination for, you know, this flu. And quiet as it's kept, there were other people, you know, lying about, you know, what their their jobs were and what their lives and statuses were to get this vaccination back in January, February. So if those people are lying to get this vaccination, why can't I, under true pretenses, get, you know, what's deserving to me? I'm not too cautious because there are other people that are trying to get this. So it's not like you're pushing this in my face. It's something that I have to even work for in this in this moment. I have to work to get this quote unquote saving grace or what have you. So, but um, lastly, you know the va- vaccination is still very new. Like I said, during influenza when that was you know new to society, I'm sure there were people that were affirmative, people that were against it. I'm one of the affirmative people, but I'm not going to knock somebody who's against it because I get it. It's not my place to argue why they should get it. You know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. It is what it is. But the thing is, though, see, I want to I want to interject. I want to actually just speak to that point that you just made about it's their opinion. Right. So I, I'm always of the mindset that opinions are formed based on some facts. If your opinion don't have any damn facts to it, shut the hell up. No one, no one wants to hear you talk. You shouldn't even want to talk in the first place because you form your opinion based on the facts, the facts that's been presented in front of you. And so if you're not doing that, then you put the, the art of misinformation is very dangerous because it leaves gullible and stupid people to believe any goddamn thing these days. And so much misinformation and the misinterpreted information itself too has been put out there so much plastered on social media and things like that and when it comes to government control let, let, let's let's be real about this me personally i feel like this shit is very invasive the fact that i can be thinking something and then that ad pop up on my damn phone it's like how did you know i was even talking about this like yeah they, they watching us already so to that point I, I firmly agree with you on that they already know what we're doing and not doing they got satellites out there and now the space somewhere tracking our every moves and things like that and so we only have but so much damn privacy when it comes to that so the, the, the vaccination itself though i i do understand some people's trepidations when it comes to want to get get shots uh and things like that but keep this in mind when we were kids we had to get the flu vaccinations in order to go to school now i'm not i'm I'm almost 100% certain that every state had that mandated in their law for Chicago, for public schools. And so, uh, Sean, you said something about being from Chicago. I'm from Chicago, too. So I know growing up, we had to get those. Oh, no, I'm from, I'm from Mississippi. Okay, okay. I, I thought I heard you say something about Chicago. <laughs> Chicago is the capital of Mississippi. Everybody knows that. Yeah, you know, if you if you go down that, that bloodline, I, my, my great-greats are up in Chicago. So, yeah, we, we connect. Yeah, my, my aunts and uncles and granddaddies and them, they, they all from uh, Mississippi. And I even went to school in Mississippi, too. So I trust me, I understand how the two tie together. But no, I mean, I, I do see that some people having, you know, legitimate concerns, but th- that, that ain't everybody's truth when it comes to, I don't know about this, but you inject your damn body with all kind, types of shit every single day. But but this is where the bus stops. Like, come on, man. Like, make make this shit make sense if we're going to... If we're going to try to make sense of all of this, because I, I get that everyone is not vaccinated, but still don't get it. I know I, I've been blessed to not have gotten any flu at any point in time in my life, but even though I have gotten flu shots. And so 
I'm, I'm thankful to God that that, that has never uh, happened to me. And so as far as this, this movement itself goes, kind of circling back to this. So I noticed you guys, you know, you guys have gained so much traction over the years that you've partnered up with other groups, other organizations, and even other companies too. So can uh, you talk to me a little bit about just your overall, your partnership and, and the, the different things that you guys are incorporated with in, in terms of like working with other companies that doing sponsorships and things like that. How, how has that been in the last eight years for you guys as, as an organization? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it's been, it's been okay. Yeah. Um, always feel it could be better. I think one of the things that I'm always amazed at is, you know, Atlanta doesn't get as much traction from, you know, a lot of companies and a lot of brands as, as I see in other cities like Chicago, New York, and LA. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of, a lot of organizations we work with, um, there's been a lot of one-off, uh, situations and, and, you know, maybe a small amount of, of folks that are, are ongoing and consistent. Yeah. But uh, I, I feel like, you know, in my opinion, I think we, we've only just scratched the surface. And um, it, it's so much more to, to be done. There's a ton of ideas that we have as, as a group, as an organization. And uh, I'm always, you know, nudging, nudging brands uh, and, and, you know, sharing our, uh, you know, just what we do and what we can bring to the table. But uh, to be honest, I, I just feel like Atlanta still is, is still very naked uh, in terms of what I see, you know, going on in other cities. Yeah. You know, we're not necessarily getting um, the full traction that we deserve, but, you know, we have been able to, to do things with different brands, whether it's Nike or Adidas or Red Bull or V103 and, uh, and such. And uh, it's been cool. It's been cool. But I think definitely in the future, you know, we're looking to do uh, we're looking to do some more. We want to do some larger things that are more impactful to not only us, but, you know, our community. Yeah, I mean, I, I find it to be very surprising, especially given the fact that Atlanta is such a, a networking city. Right. And it's so many of our young black men and women, everyday working people who are actually, you know, making things happen. And, and in our professions, one of the, one of the main things I love about Atlanta the most is the fact that there's so much opportunity here, so much growth and development here. And I would automatically assume just off the fact that this, this organization, this movement itself has gained so much momentum and traction over, over the years that you guys have been existing that it, it would have been, a, the, you know, tons of organizations say, you know, I like what you guys are about. You know, I want to, I want to partner up with you. I, I want to do this and do that with you guys. And so, I, I mean, eight, eight years is still, still barely new, right? right? So in some cases, yeah, th this is just the beginning. This is still like in the beginning stages. And so the fact that you guys have so many, opportunities and plans, you know, from here on, yeah, the sky's the limit for, for you guys. And I, and I think that it's only going to get big, bigger from here. And as far as mobility is concerned, um, Sean, you, what, what have you been seeing when it comes to just how much this organization has took, has taken a name of its own and even grown and possibly even influenced other cities and states to do some of the same things. If they, if you guys don't already have, uh, movers and paces Chicago, or movers and paces Dallas, things like that. Well, is that something that you guys are looking to possibly do in the future? Nothing. Uh, there are. So what I've noticed since um, since I've been a part of the crew is there are other there are people that are within the crew that may move to different locations hmm. and they want to start um, something similar to our effect. Uh, that's why I say I, I call them subsidiaries. Um, just because everybody isn't, I'm not going to say blessed or fortunate, but everybody doesn't stay in Atlanta. 
So some people may move to Florida or some people may move to D.C. or they may move to, you know, my hometown, Jackson, Mississippi or, or Texas or, you know, California. And they want to recreate what they have experienced and been a part of with our group here. And instead of creating a movers and pacers at um, California or movers and pacers, you know, Mississippi or movers and pacers, Louisiana, Chicago, mm-hmm. it's like create what create the environment that you want and in my mind we kind of serve as a i'm sorry i'm outside so if you hear this um we kind of we kind of serve as like the hub um as it's kind of like the originator um as well as when it comes to partnerships and different ideas um things kind of base here because people in other places they they try to create not a replica, uh, but something that's similar or something that's consistent with what they what they've been used to getting while being here and being part of movers and pacers. Okay. And- yeah, I want to add on to that. I mean, it's just um, movers and pacers were created in Atlanta because it was truly created to fill a void. Uh, so a lot of cities already have things, you know, that are popping. So. You know, Chicago has plenty of crews. New York has plenty of crews. D.C., you know, got a, a strong crew with, with, with DRC and, and L.A. and San Fran. Like, a lot of cities already have plenty of crews. So it was never a thing where, you know, in my eyes, like, we don't have to necessarily go somewhere to try to, uh, you know, take away from something that, that somebody else is, is already doing. Um, I think it's it truly should. You should only really start something. And, and have something somewhere if there's a, a need for it. You know what I mean? And, and that's why we started in Atlanta because there was a true need, um, you know, for us to exist here. Um, you know, we have recently turned into a nonprofit, so that's new. Um, so going back to your question before, you know, as we go down this juncture, you know, the opportunity to, to work with more brands and, and create more partnerships is, is something that we definitely uh, foresee. And I think there may be the opportunity, you know, for, for other chapters to, you know, exist in other cities, but it just has to be authentic, you know, it has to be authentic and it has to make sense to the environment. Yeah, absolutely. And, and even to that point, right. So as you guys, again, gain momentum and gain more, uh, more people, you know, get involved and want to get active with the group. It's, it's only going to, you know, create that, that stir up. It's going to, it's going to, that buzz is going to continue on to get into other people's ears and say, okay, well, you know, I heard about this. Let me, let me check them out. And, and it, it may be someone that knows someone else. And right. And so, CNN may get a hold of you guys. Want to interview interview each and every one of you all who started this organization, and then and then from that point on, it blows up you know exponentially. So it's like those types of things, both long term and short term goals that you guys have, I think is very tremendous. In fact, that you it started with just the thought of wanting to see something that wasn't necessarily there at the time, eight years ago to now. Now you guys have gotten to a place where so much traction has been gained, even during this pandemic. You guys still has have been able to maintain the, the level of success when it comes to still being outside, uh, uh, getting your workouts in and, and just inviting people, you know, at, at, the, at their leisure, at their time, you know, if it's, if it's safe for them to come out, especially given uh, everyone's, you know, health conditions uh, differs. It's the fact that you, are, you guys are able to even invite them and make it available for them to come out and incorporate, you know, whatever ways that they can do the, the, boost their 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 physicality when it comes to their physical health and, and wellness i think is a, a a commendable thing to do so uh, and, and marlon to that point um literally just yesterday 
Um, like Chaos said, we don't have to have, you know, a chapter everywhere. There are other run crews in other locations. But um, we have our, our Saturday morning self-care Saturday run. And there was a guy visiting Atlanta from Houston. Um, and he was here for, I think, like a week or so. He missed sprints because of weather. Uh, we had to cancel sprints. But he said, hey, I'm here, you know, for several days. Is there another time I can catch you guys, you know? And I said, hey, well, we'll be, you know, we'll be out for self-care Saturday. If you're here Saturday morning, come run with us. And I met and, and chopped it up with him yesterday morning. But that's because, you know, someone in, that's because of a, a relationship that we have with, you know, a run crew in Houston or a run crew that we have in other places. So it's not so much about us being being present in so many locations, but the relationships that we're able to build in these different locations. So if I'm traveling to Chicago, I can reach out to some, somebody in Chicago and you know connect with them. If I'm traveling to New Orleans or somebody that we know is traveling to New Orleans, we, hey, we have a, a, a relationship with 504 crew down there, you know, go run with them. So we don't have to be present everywhere, but you know our relationships and our bonds with so many different run crews are effective to where people love to travel and when they're in different places, they can connect and they can build their own personal network networks just as well as you know we're building who we are. Yeah, you know what I want to speak. I want to unpack that for a second. So as far as the networking and and relationship aspect, I think it's that's one of the biggest things that I, that I love about this group. Right, is the fact that you guys have created such an atmosphere for people to come and, you know, develop relationships with people, friendships, network professionally, or even just socialize on an everyday basis. Uh, the, the atmosphere itself is so welcoming that, you know, people develop, you know, friendships on an everyday basis with, with, with you guys, with the, the different sessions that you guys host. And so chaos for you, just from your own perspective, how, how would you rate, or how would you say that the, the relationship that you've seen, that has developed over the years of this organization when it comes to individuals meeting each other, becoming accountability partners, you know, being friends, you guys hang out. Sometimes I've even seen you guys, you know, do different mixers and just hang out outside of the group, but but still in, in a group-like environment when it comes to just overall good vibes and things like that. So how, how, for you, how, how, does that, how, how does that look to you when it comes to just that inspiration? Um. I think it looks beautiful. I mean, you know, part of our, um, you know, our mantra from the onset was like to try to provide uh, inclusive experiences. And, you know, I talked about earlier, you know, going to going to different run crews before I started this thing and, and how that felt. Uh, so my thing is I never wanted anybody to feel like how I felt on the day where I just turned around and left, yeah. you know, because I didn't feel wanted or supported or any of those things in that environment. You know, thing is to provide that um, you know just environment where people can come and and can network and can build with other people and and over the years I mean it's it's been phenomenal you know I've watched people um, you know meet people that have created opportunities for jobs the whole new circles of friendships I've watched people become best friends I've watched people. Uh, you know, getting to, to relationships, you know, with, with different people. So I watched all those things kind of over the years um, and been able to see inspired through running. And uh, I think it's a beautiful thing. That's, that's you know, one of the things that, that we're here for. You know, running, of course, is, is uh, key, but it's also uh, 
you know, networking and inspiring each other and holding each other accountable. And uh, I think we do a great job. At it. You know, I can't speak to everybody else. Like we do a great job at it. And, and I feel like that's why uh, you know, people continue to come back and bring new people in, in, into the fold as well. It's how Sean heard about us. It's how, you know, five, six, seven other people heard about it from Sean and why they come. And, and it's Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that's that's exactly how a movement starts and how it grows, right? You 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 invite one person, that person invites two people, and, and so yeah. on, so on, and so that continues on each and every year that you guys exist. And so the fact that you know you see some familiar faces on an everyday basis, or on a, on a weekly basis, or even on a seasonal basis, you you guys have developed relationships with those people to a point where you already know. Okay, these are my set five or six people that I know are gonna, for sure are going to be here on this day versus the ones that's going to come during the other seasons and stuff like that. So I, I think Man, look, we got people that met running with us that don't even run with us no more. That <laughs> still out here besties and, and, and best friends and, and yeah, you know, they don't even come to run, but you know, they met through us and they met through uh, coming out to be a part. So it's, it's, it's deep. Yeah. I mean, that's a beautiful thing, man. And I, and I definitely appreciate the, the, just the, the family, friend, structural environment that you guys have created when it comes to this movement, man, because it's like, it's so welcoming and receptive to any and every person who wants to just be active and and, and, and staying in shape and just maintaining that that level of physicality when it comes to our, our health and wellness, because that's something that we we as Black people have to take much more seriously than what we've been doing when it comes to wanting to live longer and healthier lives, man. I know last week I had um, a certified yoga instructor who was talking about just the fact that one to grow old and be able to have our postures, being able to walk straight and not be walking on the cane. It's just, we have to incorporate these different things in our everyday lives when it comes to taking care of our bodies. And if your body, if you don't take care of your body, your body won't take care of you. And so I do appreciate just the overall atmosphere because it just, it's not only incorporating that, but it's incorporating just a, a feel good environment for people to be around, to, you know, hang out, talk, fellowship, things like that. Those types of things make a person feel better about getting themselves in shape. Because sometimes people get discouraged and down upon themselves, feel like they can't do something until they get pushed by that accountability partner to do it. And then when they ultimately see that they can do it, then, they, then it, it strives them to want to do more. And so that motivation that you guys have been able to incorporate and just provide to everyone is, is something that's very commendable. Um, uh, Sean, for you, what resonates with you the most when it comes to just the overall environment that you guys have set? Because I know every time I've been out with you guys, you in particular have been just upbeat and positive, energetic, like, hey, man, <laughs> let's go, let's get it, man. And everybody's in tune with it. We got a little music out there playing. We feeling good. We we get, we running our sprints and stuff like that. So tell, tell me, what, what's the most joyous thing that, you, that resonates with you the most? Uh, the most joyous thing with me, uh... It's a it's a story. It's a personal story. I'm trying to make it too long, but um, I grew up. I was born actually with a heart condition, so I was born with a heart murmur. It's basically a hole in your heart. It affects your stamina. So all through my childhood, I could not play sports. I could not do anything that was physically active because of my my heart. And it got to a place where fast forward high school college. All those years, I didn't do any type of physical activity. I, you know, joined different clubs and organizations, yada, yada, yada. But it wasn't after college where I graduated 
and all those organizations, everything I was a part of was gone. It was literally just working home and I was bored. I had nothing to do. And that's when I said, okay, I don't have anything to do, anything to do. Let me go to this trail. Let me put on some, some running shoes. I worked at a, a, a shoe store. So let me put on these, these Nike, uh, I think they were Dual Fusions, Chaos, if you remember those. They were Dual Fusions, mm -hmm. uh, the 12. I said, let me put these on and just get out here and do something just so that I'm busy. Cause I was used to being busy. And it was from that point where I started, you know, running ever so often. And then when I moved to Atlanta, friend of mine from college, she introduced me to moves and pacers. That's when I came out and started running regularly. And it wasn't until after maybe two or three races where I said, you know what? I think I'm a runner. Like, this is what I do. Mm -hmm. So I found joy in running and um, continuing to do that and, and being excited about something that I knew maybe a year, two, three years ago, I never physically would have been able to do. It was it was a, a personal excitement for me. So I just always showed that while being a part of the, uh, the crew. And then we got to a point where I'm now a, a captain or a leader. I love being able to continue to provide that opportunity for other people. So that's like I said earlier, um, our spectrum is so wide to where we have people who come out, run five, six minute paces because they were track stars back in their day. But we also have people who who come out and have never run before mm -hmm. and they can still enjoy themselves because they're accomplishing, they're doing something that they never thought that they would be able to do. So that's my personal story is Moves and Pacers has gotten me to where I've become a runner itself. Um, I've become a 5K runner, a 10K runner, a half marathon runner, and now I'm a Chicago marathon runner. Like these are all accomplishments personally that I've attained through being just a part of this running organization. And I love the fact that I can open or even present the opportunity to any and everybody else who may not know that they're looking for it, but maybe searching for that opportunity because, but with us, like not even being a seasonal group, but us being year round, it's like, there's always opportunity for somebody to get something out of this group. So that's always my personal joy and fulfillment that you may see, you know, coming out to the sprints or to a flagship is I know my personal journey through this group and I want to continue being that person that allows that journey for other people. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know what? You you are walking testimony, man. When it comes to that 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 heart condition that you had, and for for those of you, for all my followers and listeners who are looking to looking for that encouraging word or that motivation to to get up and be active and, and just just overall care more about your physical health and wellness. This is a true testament to those people who may have heart conditions or health conditions. There's just, you, you come at your own pace. You know, yeah, there are beginners, intermediates and, and, and advanced runners, right? So you, you don't have to sprint because you saw everybody else sprinting from one to one to 30 or one to hundred like that. You know, you can, you can obviously work your way up until you get to a place where you can obviously sustain that momentum and that mobility in terms of, Okay, this is what I can I can endure. I can endure this much. Maybe I can do a little bit more after a while. But it, it just takes time and consistency to to just maintain and, and being able to just again overall incorporating the everyday things that we take for granted when it comes to our physical health. And so I appreciate you for sharing that, man. Because there are some people out here who are just discouraged about, well, I, I'm I'm overweight or I have a health conditions or I may have problems with my my arm, leg, or ankle or something like that. And it's just like 
they're just trying to find that motivation to get them up and say, you know what, I can do this. And so you guys have done a tremendous job with providing just that motivational piece when it comes to, listen, come as you are. I mean, as, as if it was a church, right? <laughs> come as you are, start where you are. And listen, and together we're going to get to where you want to go or help you get to where you want to go because we're all a team in this. We're all a family in this. And so there is no, this is a judge-free zone. You ain't going to worry about, you know, anyone looking at you or trying to discourage you from doing something, you know what you're capable of once you get here. And then taking that on and being able to add more to that takes consistency. And so I appreciate you guys for even just talking about that. And Sean, uh, specifically, that testimony is gonna, is gonna help motivate somebody else to say, you know what, I can do this. I was, I was scared to do this at first, but now I can't. I know that I can't at least try. Yeah. Nothing fails but a try. And so you, Failing or not trying should be the ultimate failure that you don't want to do. You want to get up and try at least the basics. And then once you're able to get that down pack, guess what? Now I can. Oh. And, and that's something um, I'll, I'll be quick. That's something that chaos taught me years ago. I think it was 2015. Like, you know, movies and pacers, we can have, you know, Netflix documentaries and we can be on CNN primetime, yada, yada, yada. But the, the greatness of the organization is people coming out there and you know and knowing i've never run a mile before but today i did it it. and i i'm i'm proud about this so i want to come back and do it again and not even i want to come back and do it again but i'm going to tell somebody else who wants to come and see what this greatness is that i've experienced for myself so a lot of the the um the retention and the sustainability that you've seen for almost eight years it's not, we're doing so much, you know, you know, professional media, you know, promos, yada, all these, you know, we're not doing a lot of that. It's literally people coming out, them enjoying their experiences and them seeing personally, whatever their personal testimonies are, how they're developing or growing, sharing it with other people, and then either inviting those people or those people seeing that excitement in them. Because something that I've learned is, you don't have to sell so much of yourself to other people. If you live your best life and you live your true life and you grow from that, people are going to see that and they are going to ask you, hey, what are you doing? What are you being to be this person that I see? And then they're going to want to latch on to that. So they latch on to movers and pacers because they see the people who come out, they, they better their lives and they want to be a part of that betterment. And that keeps them coming back year after year or run after run. Literally, like hey, I said, we run four times a week. And we've been doing this almost eight years. That like people, people keep this going, not us. People who see them, they see their better selves or they feel or experience their better selves over the last eight years is what has kept this organization growing and continuing. Absolutely, man. It's a domino effect, right? So you, you guys are not just providing one thing. It's so many other things within that one thing that it's providing to where you're getting a combination of, you know, uh, partnerships and uh, accountability partners, friendships, networking, as well as your uh, incorporating your, your, your fitness and your workouts. And so doing those sprints, you're learning about different people who are coming from different parts of the world who may have either moved to Atlanta or planning to move to Atlanta. And this may be a motivational thing that got them to this place in the first place. So those types of things, man, oftentimes get overlooked by just saying, okay, this is the mere reason why I'm here. I'm just here to work out. But then you find out there was more reasons to why you became uh, 
not even a member, but just, just came out to one of these sprint sessions. You learn so much more about it than what you were actually there for. And so that's the ultimate goal, man. And I, and I think that just being able to take better care of ourselves and the fact that you guys are, have incorporated such a, a great way of doing that, I, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to being out there again with you guys. And so my, my last question to you guys, I'm going to start with you, Chaos, is that um, just talk a little bit about the four, the four different work, uh, sprints that you guys have every week and how people can, you know, reach out to you guys. Um, how can they, how can they, you know, join the movement, invite other people, things of that nature. And how can they reach you? Yeah, well, we got a, we got a few different things uh, that go on during the week. We have um, three main runs, three mainstays, uh, which start with uh, sprints on Wednesdays, uh, self-care Saturdays on Saturday mornings and our flagship run, which is in uh, on every Sunday uh, at Atlantic Station. Times do change, you know, during the seasons. Uh, sometimes locations change, so I won't even give that out. I'll just say if you're interested in, in coming to run with us or want to learn more, just the, the easiest place to go is Instagram uh, and look up movers and pacers, all spelled out, movers and pacers. Uh, you know, find us on the gram. Our schedule right now is in our bio. Uh, and like I said, you know, it, it changes from time to time seasonally. So just pay attention to uh, the flyers and things that we posted. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, all of our runs are free. You know, we've been free for eight years. I think that's the question we get, you know, at least once a, once a week or once a month or whatever. How much does it cost? To right. How, 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 much, how much is it to join? How much, yeah, like, yeah, what's yeah. the drop-in fee? Yeah, what's the <laughs> cost? And, and we've been free since day one. So it, it's not a cost. You just got to you know, cost you some gas money to, to get in your car and, and, and drive to where we at. But, you know, we don't charge people a thing. Uh, so just want to make sure we reiterate that. And, and uh, you know, if you live in Atlanta or Atlanta metro area, uh, you know, come out and get this work. You know, yeah. come out, put some work in. At the end of the day, you know, it's just about uh, just encouraging people to get active and encouraging people to get off the couch. It's not about being the fastest or being the strongest or any of those things. It's just that knowing that, hey, I did something that a lot of other people didn't do today. Uh, I got out and I got active and uh, especially right now with, you know, what we're going through, uh, your, your cardiovascular health is, is, uh, is highly important. Absolutely. And uh, so I just hope people know that we're here, you know, as a, as a resource forum uh, and, you know, hope folks, uh, hope folks come join us. And if you like what we do, then, then uh, come back. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it sounds like you, you only charging people three things. So it's gas money. No, I'm sorry. It's gas. Sweat equity. Will and sweat equity. Will and determination. So so yeah. you your will and determination to come out there and get this work. So yeah. Um, and the fact that it's free, that, that's something that you know, people oftentimes I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys get a lot of those questions. And so because there's so many different, you know, workout sessions or you know, virtual sessions that people yeah. So that that question sounds like it would come up a lot, and so the fact that you're able to provide that to them, you know, free of charge for the last eight years is, is incredible. Um, and yeah, and I'll definitely make sure I provide the information for my viewers and listeners for the show, um, uh, your Instagram name and how they can get in contact with you guys, and you know, ask you frequently asked questions and things of that nature, and how they can just overall be a part of the movement, man. Because what the ultimate goal, I think, you guys, or, or at least for me, is making this movement become a, 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 the ultimate lifestyle for us. We want this to not just be a trend, not to be a seasonal thing, but this to be incorporated in our everyday life when it comes to our physical health. Maintain Absolutely. 
health is the most important thing that we can do on top of our mental health. But, you know, obviously that's another episode that I've already had. And I will be <laughs> continuing on with that one too, because some, sometimes the weight that you have to lose ain't necessarily the physical weight, but that, that part, that, 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 I had to drop that one out there because uh, my, <laughs> my ones, it, it gets real with that one, man. So I'm actually having one in a couple of months uh, with some uh, black men who are uh, mental health experts uh, and who are counselors in, the, in that field. So the fact that encouraging man, and this is motivating people to get out there and be active even in the midst of this pandemic, but safely, no less, making sure that you're taking all the precautions. If you want to join this group, uh, if you're in the Atlanta area, make sure you check these guys out, man. Make sure you check this group out. You will not regret it. I'm not giving them enough damn credit and, and, and enough recognition to begin with, but I'm going to do the best I can let people know this, this is the group you want to be a part of because they're, they're doing a lot of great things. Thank you. I'm going to reiterate, we, we start together and we finish together. Um, that's something that we, we take serious for every event that, that happens because I, I know, I don't remember because it's been so long ago, but I know, especially uh, with new people that we get over the last several years, how big of a, and the many questions that we get, we get more questions than we do people who actually come out. So that's how we know it's a big thing. Yeah. People have been stalking, like they'll watch our Instagram or our Facebook page for two, three years and finally come out for a run. But I know one of the big things is like, you know, like I said earlier, you know, I can't run this fast or I can't run this far or, you know, I don't feel like I can do X, Y, it's, it's all of these, you know, I can't. I and something that we always, we always iterate is we start together, we finish together. So, you know, don't worry about, oh, I'm not fast enough or I, I don't go as far enough or will they leave me? Because the very first time I did my distance run, of six miles um, for the people who may already know with us, our Sunday flagship run, we always start and finish at Atlantic Station on the bridge. And I went out for a six mile run. I was the last person. And I'm thinking to myself coming back, I'm holding these people up. They got their Sundays, you know, life is happening. Nobody's gonna be there. I don't know where, like I, I'm finishing by myself. And there's kind of a, um, that's kind of like a bridge situation where you're coming over before you can see what's on the other side. And I'm coming up the bridge. And as I'm crossing over, I see all of the people standing there waiting for me to finish. And it was at that moment where that saying rang true for me. Like we really do start together and finish together. The fastest person, just as well as me, the slowest person is finishing because they are, they are waiting for me to finish my race. So it's not so much about a speed, a race against other people. Um, Cause a lot of times when it comes to running, people think about like, how fast are you? Did you know, did you win? Did you beat other people? I beat myself. My shadow is always behind me. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> that's why it, the, the thing we start together, we finish together, it rings true because so many people really take that to heart. Like finishing this run that either I've done for the 12th time or the hundredth time or the first time in my life, these people are literally standing here cheering me to the finish. They're cheering me to my finish. And I am very, very appreciative of the fact that other people who may not even know me are celebrating my success. So we start, we always start together. We always finish together. And there is never anybody left behind in what we do. Team effort, man, and accountability is something that we, we oftentimes overlook entirely. So and I appreciate you guys for, for being those accountability partners for those people who may have may get down themselves early on in that race or in that sprint saying, well, I can't do this, but 
but that I can't, you already defeating yourself. You're already putting it out there in the atmosphere, what you can't do versus what you actually can. You just have to tell yourself that you can't and you have to do it. Not, when it comes to your physical health, 90% of it is actually mental. More so. Right. So it's the waking up and with that idea in mind, I can do this and I'm going to do this. Almost to a point where when, when you when you first start over doing anything when it comes to your physical health, you, you get to a place where you're like, okay, I, okay, I, I got to go to the gym or I got to go run. I got to go do this. But when it, you want the ultimate goal to be, if you don't do those things, you don't feel right about your day. You don't go, you don't go about your day the way that you would go once you completed that task. Cause that's part of your everyday life in terms of what you incorporate in your life when it comes to your physical health. So again, I appreciate you guys for even expressing that because yeah, people do oftentimes get down on themselves and think that they're not going to finish it all. But you got people celebrating you. Hey, come on, you got it. You can do it. That's motivation, man. That that pushes more people more times than not. And so obviously self-motivation is where you want to ultimately be, but it's okay to have people being there motivating you to get to what you want to what where you want to go in life. But yeah, I do appreciate you, uh, you guys for expressing that tremendously. Um and, uh, and I'll definitely make sure, like I said, I include all the information that everyone needs to, uh, to get in touch with you guys, ask you all the questions they need, and even, you know, come out to one of the sessions too. And I look forward to being in the sessions real, real, real soon, man, because I'm, and, and I'm going to go full throttle too, man, because I, I miss being out there with y'all, man, straight up. I really appreciate it. Well, the sun is out, the weather's feeling good, man. Come through. Come on back, man. Pull up. We out here. Sprint out, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna pull up and sprint out. I appreciate y'all, man. And uh, we'll we'll definitely be circling back around and have another conversation like this because I definitely want to make sure I'm promoting you guys as much as possible because th this is a great thing that you guys have been doing the last eight years and just want to get more people involved. You know, especially given that this pandemic has been very discouraging to everyone's lives, and so we're trying to find a way to create a new normalcy for us for us all. And so this is going to be one of the one of the great ways to do that so again man appreciate y'all for being on the show taking the time out to uh to ask, uh, answer these questions and uh definitely we'll be circling back man and uh you all stay safe because we're almost at the tail end of this pandemic so once we're there don't be surprised that the floodgates open and he's it, <laughs> listen i so my my something that i realized is you know 2020 is that it, it was nothing that anybody thought it was going to be you know, it was a learning, it was a learning experience. It was a wake up call for a lot of people. However, I said 2021, it's like, okay, we know what's going on. So now what are we going to do with it? Like, so now, and that's, that's, that's literally what people are doing personally. That's what Movies and Faces is doing, you know, professionally. It's like, we know what 2020 brought. So now what are we going to do? So, you know, ain't no time for, you know, this is happening. That's happening. Cool. We, we going to keep it moving forward. We're not going to stay stagnant. We're going to keep growing. Absolutely, man. And so, yeah, man, make sure you guys like, share, subscribe to my YouTube channel and uh, Spotify. You can find me on Google Podcasts as well as on Apple Podcasts. And make sure you let your all your followers and listeners know, you know, if, if anybody who has questions about just want to incorporate this, this type of workouts in your everyday life when it comes to your physical health, they can definitely check out this episode uh, later this week. It'll be posted. And um, again, thank you all for your time, man. I really appreciate you guys. And Look forward to being out there with you guys physically soon. So if you, if you have any virtual ones, any virtual ones, let me know, because I can also post that too and, and let people know about that as well. Um, and just in case you guys are doing that still. We do got one, Chaos. You want to let him know about May 9th? Yeah, we got the uh, Wings for Life. It's a global 
uh, a global app run okay. uh, that's going on uh, on May 9th uh, that morning. Uh, so you download the uh, the Wings for Life app, and you have an opportunity to run wherever you are on the world. We got a Movers and Pacers team on there, so just join the run uh, or sign up for the run rather, and and join the Movers and Pacers team, and you can run from you know wherever you are in the world. Okay, and I, I'll be sure to reach out to you guys to get that information from you guys, so I can make sure I, I post that in the description of this episode, as well as you know. Sure, and for everybody, it's, it, if you hit us on Instagram, it's in the link uh, in our bio right now. Okay, definitely appreciate that, man. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be wrap, we'll be chopping it up real soon, man, physically together and, and getting these sprints in. So I appreciate you guys for being on the show and uh, taking the time out. So uh, enjoy the rest of your day, man. Be safe, man. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be talking again. Appreciate Thank you for you, having man. us, Keith. All right, man. Appreciate hey, congratulations. Appreciate yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that big time, man. It's going to be a No challenge. problem. All right. Appreciate it, Marlon. We'll talk to you soon and see you soon. Yes, sir. Move us in pace. Peace, 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 peace. All right. Take All right, Chief. All right. If you like what you've heard from this week's episode and would like to hear more from previous episodes, be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to my YouTube channel below. You can also find me on social media platforms at speak to the mic underscore podcast show on Instagram and speak to the mic podcast show on Facebook. Be sure to also like, share, subscribe to my Spotify page at speak to the mic podcast show. As I put out more thought provoking content, your opinion and thoughts are needed and appreciated. I thank you all in advance for your support and look forward to hearing from you soon.